Praise the Lord. Come on, say praise the Lord. Jesus is Lord. Glory to God. Come on, give him glory. Father, we thank you this morning. We praise you this morning. You are good. Come on, say you are good. The Bible says all oh, that men would praise him for his goodness and for his wondrous works to the children of men. Jesus, we love you today. We love you. We give you glory. We give you praise and honor and thanksgiving. Jesus, we thank you. Come on, lift your hands and say, Jesus, I thank you. Jesus, I thank you for your goodness. Jesus, you're my healer. You're my provider. You are my Jehovah Jireh. You sent your word. You sent your word. You sent your word and you healed us and delivered us from all our destruction. And everybody said, amen. Praise the Lord. You may be seated. All right, I'm going to read you a story, all right? Y'all ready? Don't get distracted. Don't lose me just because my eyes aren't on you, but I'm watching you in the spirit. Amen? All right, here we go. I speak from personal experience, Lillian B. Yeoman, of the healing power that flows from some of our hymns. Why should I not do so? He sent his word and healed them. Psalm 107.20, they are simply the word of God set to music. You know, you can say the word of God and you can sing the word of God. Amen. So as long as you're singing the word, it produces the same result as if in your saying it, as long as it's the word of God. Amen. When at the last gasp from, this is her testimony, from mortal illness, she was on her way to dead. She was mostly dead. Okay, which but for God's miraculous intervention would have re terminated my life many years ago. I went to a meeting in church located four blocks from the place where I lay dying, walking every step of the way, and it was raining. Like Paul, I can solemnly say I went up by revelation. I should never have arrived at my destination if this had not based. An impossibility was achieved through me. Not by me, but by God who quickens the dead. Romans 4.17 says, God quickens the dead, makes dead things alive. Makes dead people alive, makes dead things that are in your body alive. God quickens the dead and calls those things which be not as though they were. We're supposed to be imitators of God. The Bible says, be ye an imitator of God. So why don't you start calling some things that be not according to your natural reasoning, your natural eyes, as though they were because you're being like God when you do that. And he said, be like me. You're made in his image. So God quickens the dead, right? Calls those things which be not as though they were. She said, when I reached the church, I sat on the cushions on a seat near the entrance. And I was just not a particularly alive to my surroundings until the strains of an old, a very old hymn, which had been called the crowning hymn of Methuselah. Methodism, she was in a Methodist church, Jesus, lover of my soul, floated from that room into my consciousness. An old preacher said, a song may reach us where a sermon fails. A song may reach us where a sermon fails. And the healing message of that old hymn flowed over my sinking soul and shattered body like ointment oil poured forth. Here is what she sang. She was terminally ill. 
but here is what she sang that evening, that cold rainy night. All my trust on thee is stayed. All my help from thee I bring. Thou, O Christ, art all I want. More than all in thee I find. Raise the fallen, cheer the faint, heal the sick, and lead the blind. Plenteous grace with thee is found, grace to cover all my sin. Let the healing streams abound. Make and keep me pure within. Thou of life, the fountain art, freely let me take of thee. Spring thou up now within my heart. Rise to all eternity. My recovery date from that hour and the experience led me to search hymns, ancient and modern, for more of the blessed elixir or medicine of life. Here I wish to share with others the rich treasures I unearth. Basically is what she said is that song, which that song was a song of dedication. You are my all in all. You are my all in all. You are my strength. You are my hope. You are my help. Cleanse me. Heal me. And that song began the healing press in that terminally ill body. And she began to mend from that hour. You can sing a song that's full of the word of God. And you don't even have to wait for the preacher to get up and start preaching. Because if the worship band is singing songs that are full of the word, you can receive your healing by right there, right then and there, and you can be healed. Amen. This chapter is called Singing Sickness Away. Amen. So now I'm going to read another story. This was a friend of hers or someone that she knew personally. And she said, um, I'm going to read this. Psalm 107.8. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. Come on. Say that with me. Jesus or the Lord said that in the Psalms a lot. Every third verse, he said, oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness. Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness. How many times a day do you give thanks to God for his goodness? How many times a day do you raise your voice and praise the Lord for his goodness? Amen. Just think about it. I'm not asking you to answer me right now. How clearly the relationship between sickness and sin, the unfailing remedy to be found in God alone is brought out in the verses 17 to 20, which we read. Foolish men, verse 17, I think, foolish men, because of their transgressions, because of their sins, brought on themselves affliction. What does that say? Fools, because of their transgressions and because of their iniquities, were afflicted. Sickness always comes as a result of either sin in the earth that came through Adam and Eve or something that you're doing. It's not always something you're doing. So I don't want to say you're sinning, you're sick because you're sinning. I don't want to say that. Sickness is in the earth because Adam sinned initially. But it says here, fools because of their transgressions, because of their iniquities were afflicted. You need to ask God two things when you're sick. First, when you're sick. Lord, have I missed you in some way? If you can't think of something, something that's not coming straight to your mind, don't try to drum up a sin that maybe you did 10 years ago that you already received forgiveness for. Just say, listen, 
If you're born again, the Holy Spirit is nudging you every day about something that he's wanting you to change. He doesn't just like, oh, you know, it's that that obscure sin that you did 30 years ago. No, that's not how Holy Ghost works. But here are the two questions you ask when you first get sick. The two questions are, am I missing you in something? Am I missing you something in revelation knowledge? Or am I missing you something that you're asking me to do, not doing? These said, they, they kept straying away from the Lord, and he'd bring them back. Because they kept getting sick. <laughs> so, number two, is there someone I need to forgive? Yes, absolutely. Is there someone I need to forgive? You cannot receive healing if you don't forgive. That's true. Well, I'm letting them off the hook. That's not yours to let off. Yeah. You're not letting anybody off the hook. You're letting yourself off the hook. Yeah. Jesus said, whatever things you desire when you pray, believe you receive them. And whenever you stand praying, whenever you pray forgive. Anybody's done anything to you, forgive. Give it to Jesus. Let him take care of it. He said, vengeance is mine. I'll repay. I'll take care of it. Amen. It's not yours. You're not God. You let it go. He forgave your sin. You want him to always forgive anything you may do in the future. So I let that go. Amen. All right. So then, um, she talks about this woman and, um, Let me give the instance of this from my personal experience. A certain sister found herself in the midst of a physical ordeal that ordinarily would have meant the attendance of physicians, nurses, medical, possibly surgical help, measures of a very grave nature. But led of God, she appointed singers, praisers, like we talked about when uh, King Jehoshaphat said, let the praise first, because the Lord said, the battle's mine. You're not going to fight today. The battle's mine. Let me do it. He said, well, get the praisers out front. That's like, that's like the soldiers in the army putting the worship team out front. I mean, who does that in the natural? Nobody. But that's how they did it in the Old Testament, and that's what, that's what God led them to do. And so it says here that this woman said, I... I'm about to die, basically, so I'm going to put some praisers in front of me, and I'm going to leave this choir of praisers that I've appointed in the course of a familiar hymn. Christ is all, all in all. Christ is all in all. Christ is all, all in all. Yes, Christ is all in all. I mean, do y'all get it? Christ is all. Christ is all in all. What, what is this hymn saying? That you're my everything. Whatever you say goes. I put everything at your feet. I trust you in every situation. I'm not running my own life. I make you king. I make you Lord. That's all she was singing with the praisers. And so here's what happened. They sang and they sang and they sang and they sang and they sang. And they sang. And still they sang. Till God did what no human power could have accomplished. Heaven came on their souls to meet as glory crowned the mercy seat. Sometimes you need to sing and you need to sing and you need to sing and you need to sing. How great thou art. Amazing grace. Because what you're doing is you're singing your, your, your faith is coming up from your heart as you worship the Lord. And so I've told you this before. Many of you, this is a simple practice, but it's just you don't do it. If you're going to have victory in your life, many of you need to praise your way to victory. Amen. 
That is something. Maybe there's a lot of things about the Bible you don't understand, but you do understand how to open up your mouth and say, oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness. Lord, you're good today. There is something here that I can be thankful for. There is something here that I can be thankful for, and I praise you, if nothing more than the sacrifice that he paid for you, the blood that was shed for you. Well, I'm having a crappy day. Well, Jesus had a crappy day on that cross for you where he took the brunt of sin for all humanity. Lord, I thank you for that crappy day that you endured. (laughs) And you start praising God. Amen? Amen. All right. So let's go to Psalm 107 really quick here. And I wanted to spend a little bit of time worshiping, singing, because you guys never get any of that. So be good if y'all stay over to the worship service sometimes. Amen. Thank you, Debbie. I think that was Debbie. Verse 13. They cried out to the Lord in their trouble. Psalm 107, 13. Let's, talk, let's start with number one. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. Thank you, Lord, for you are good, for your mercy endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed from the enemy. Not let the redeemed of the Lord think so. Yeah. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Let the redeemed of the Lord sing so. You need to sing about his redemption. You need yeah. to say, I thank you that I'm redeemed. I'm redeemed by the blood. I thank you for the covenant of your mercy, of your blood. Amen. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so every day, every day, whom he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy. All right. So then we're going we're gonna to come down here. It says, verse 6, they cried out to the Lord in their trouble. They were being bad. And he delivered them out of their distresses. He led them forth by the right way. Da, da, da. That they might go to a city for dwelling place. Verse 8. Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful work to the children of men for he satisfies your longing soul he fills your hungry soul with goodness blah 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 they rebelled against the Lord they sinned again here they go verse 13 then they cried out to the Lord okay Lord I've had enough of my rebellion of my sin of my iniquity they cried out to the Lord in their trouble and he saved them out of their distresses he's a merciful God he brought them out of darkness and the shadow of death and broke their chains in pieces oh that men would give thanks to to the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. Come on, say, oh, that men would give thanks. Amen. Father, we thank you. We thank you. And so then it goes on. Here they go again. Fools because of their transgressions, because of their iniquity. They went back down to that deep, dark pit, right? They rebelled again. We're feeling good now. God's got us out. Now that's what happens many times. I'm feeling good. I think I'm going to go do things my own way. This is just, this is how human nature works. Well, then they and they drew near to the gates of death. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble and he saved them out of their distresses he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions he sent his word he didn't send doctors just listen to me don't turn me off he didn't send the medical field he didn't send the Egyptian smart medical field to them They were the smartest doctors of their time. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. He sent only his word. Well, what does that mean? What word did he send? By his stripes I'm healed? No. He sent all of his word to them. In other words, his commandments, 
his healing. He says, I'm the Lord, your healing. I'm the Lord, your great physician. He said, if you'll obey me, then all these blessings will come upon you. All of his word is his word. Not just your little healing scriptures, Isaiah 53, 1 Peter 2.24, and Matthew 8.17. That's not the word he actually sent them. He sent all of it. He said, you do this and I'll do this. I'm the Lord, your healer. Not just, I want the healing scripture, but I don't want the doing scripture. I want to live life my own way. I want to be my own Lord, but I'll just slide in a little healing scripture. That's not how that works. So it says he sent his word. All of his word is his word. So whatever part you're not doing, just say, Lord, forgive me. Help me do the part that I'm not doing. Because it says it will bring healing to you. He sent his word and he healed them and delivered them from their destructions. Verse 21, oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness, for his wonderful works to the children of men. Let them sacrifice the sacrifices of thanksgiving and declare his works with rejoicing. This is not just a little cute Bible lesson. If you'll do this, your body responds to you giving thanks to the Lord because your body was built by the Lord. Every cell, every tissue, every organ in your body is a wonderful, amazing machine that God gifted to you that he would like you to give back to him. And so because love created it, only love and righteousness can activate it in the way that it's supposed to function. Doctors are very limited in their knowledge to help you. There's only one that can help you 100% because you're not just a body. You're a spirit. You have a soul because you're made in the image of God and God is spirit. You're a spirit. You have a soul. You live in a body. Doctors only deal with the, the physical part. That's all they know. They stop. They don't understand the soul and they don't understand the spirit. You got to get your spirit healed first then that healed spirit dumps healing into your soul dark soul dark body dark spirit dark soul dark body light spirit renew your mind to the word of god light soul brings light throughout your body and so what we're talking about this time this is the last week for this is that if you'll just start one simple thing and start praising the lord For his goodness every day and thank him for his wonderful works to the children of men, which you're one of them. Thank him for his goodness. What has he done for you? So every morning we need to wake up with that in our heart, with that in our mouth. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness. We've heard this so many times through the years. We're almost 35 years pastoring. Come Easter will be our 35th anniversary pastoring this church. People will say, well, it's not my personality to sing. I don't have a good voice. Or I have a praise in my heart. You don't have squat in your heart. Jesus said that out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth speaks. Whatever's in your heart comes out. If there ain't nothing in your heart, nothing coming out. Jesus said, out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth will praise or not. So let's go to Hebrews 13, 14, and 15. Can you throw that up for me, Miss Tracy? Hebrews 13, 14, and 15. 
For here we have no continuing city. Okay, don't worry about the elites trying to kill you so they can live here forever because they're building this continuing city that they think are going to live for. The Lord says there's no continuing city here. It's all going up in smoke eventually. For here we have no continuing city. So don't be making lots of investments on this earth. You know, go rent an Airbnb, but I wouldn't be buying a bunch of stuff like you're going to live forever here in this (laughs) earth, not the way it is now. For here we have no continuing city, but we seek the one to come. Therefore, by him, by him who? By him, Jesus. Let us continually, what does that word mean? Continually means continually. Continually (laughs) means all the time. Continually means not just one day and take five days off. Continually means, therefore, by him, Jesus, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of our la-la lips giving thanks to his name. Amen. Your heart and your lips are not the same thing. Yeah. Your heart and your lips are two different things. He said, open your mouth and give thanks to his name. Amen. 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 So let's go to 1 Peter 3. I'm just, I'm just hitting the highlights here. These are the things that are rolling around, so I'm going to hit the highlights. I'm not going to look at my notes here because my notes are in my heart. 1 Peter 3. Um, I don't know where to start, so I better tell you where to start. It's in yellow in my Bible. 1 Peter 3, somewhere maybe down there around verse 18, but I better be sure. It's just highlighted, so. I know chapters. I don't always know verses. 1 Peter 3. Oh, man, I was so wrong. <clears throat> verse 8. Verse 8, not 18, I mean that sounds close, right? Finally, all of you in this church be of one mind, having compassion for one another. Love as brothers, there's that word love, be tenderhearted, be courteous. Finally, all of you have one mind, have compassion for each other. Put up with some faults. I just don't like that about them. Well, they don't like certain things about you. I mean, don't, don't get so high and minded. You people that are like really stressed out, you know. And I, I'm one of those. I can be one of those. And I have to like take a chill pill, right? It's like, blessed are the flexible, for they shall not be bent out of shape. I have to learn that in my life, right? I, I, I like, you know, I plan. I think I'm going to do all this. And like it doesn't happen the way I'm planning You just got to stop planning sometimes and just go, just have fun, right? (laughs) You're planning. So finally, all of you be of one mind, having compassion for one another. Love as a brother's. Be tenderhearted. Have a tender heart towards people. Be courteous. Do you want people to extend grace to you? Extend grace to them. Amen. Amen? All right. So he starts out that way. Not returning evil for evil or reviling for reviling, but on the contrary, blessing. Someone does evil to you, bless them. Knowing that you were called to this, that you may inherit a blessing. I just want to know what I'm called to. All I need to know is, Jesus, what have you called me to? I know you created me to do good works. What have you called me to? He's called you to be a blessing. Amen. First off. Yes. When you become a blessing, he will show you the particulars about the rest of wherever you're supposed to go. Okay? So he said, finally, all of you, he says, be a blessing. 
so you may inherit a blessing. Amen? Amen. And so then as you go down, it says 4, verse 10, he who would love life and see good days. How many of you want to love life? How many of you, how many of you have ever found yourself saying, man, I hate my life. I just hate my life. I mean, you don't have to raise your hand, but Robert did. <laughs> so how many of you say, man, I hate life. Man, I'm just, I hate these days. You, how many of you have seen some blue days? Yes, we've all seen blue days. But he said, he that would love his life or her life and see good days. Do you want to see good days? Do you want your body to feel healthy, be healthy? Do you want to be able to have the energy to function the way you should? He that would love life and see good days, let him or her refrain their tongue from evil and their lips from speaking deceit. What is deceit? Deceit is like a partial truth. It's like you tell somebody something and part of it's true, the other part's not. But they want you to believe that all of it's true. So that's what deceit is. Don't raise your hand. How many of you have ever told someone a partial truth? I mean, it was true, basically. Like I told my husband one time, one time he said, where are you going? And I'm thinking, man, I don't go. This is a long time ago. I mean, I don't go out very long enough. I don't go out very much. I was so mad inside. It was like, I, I'm here with these kids all the time. I mean, he's an amazing man. I'm, I'm being a good mom. I'm working here at the home. I'm just kids, babies, kids, babies, diapers, da-da-da-da-da. Right? And he's like, I'm like, I need, I need to go out for a little while. Well, where are you going? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm going to Walmart, and I'm going to so-and-so. So I told him I was going to Martin someplace else. And I'm like, I just need to get out of the house. But, you know, I was taking it wrong. I was offended by it. Why do you always ask me where I'm going? I never ask you where you're going all the time. But, but that was just me. That was wrong of me. So, so I told him I was going to Walmart and one other place. Well, I had five other places in mind. I'm going to stop at this. I'm going to stop at that. I'm going to stop at Target. I'm going to look at um, some shoes at Ross. Yeah, I'm going to get my toenails done. I was like, I'm going to Walmart and, and, and this and a couple other places. And not, not that, not that. <laughs> so, so anyways, I was telling him a partial truth. I mentioned about two places, but I actually went to five. So when I came home two and a half hours later, he's like, you were at Walmart and Walgreens for two and a half hours? I'm like, who cares where I was? <laughs> I went, you know, that was a wrong attitude. It was like, why can't I just go and just have a good day, <laughs> you know? No, the, the problem is, is that it didn't matter. I just needed to tell him everywhere I thought I might go, yeah. right? Just tell him the whole truth because that is crazy for me to be gone for two and a half hours just to go to Walmart and Walgreens. <laughs> He's like, well, you went somewhere else. I'm like, yeah, I went this. He said, but you didn't tell me you went there. And I'm like, why do I have to tell you every single store I want to go to? You know, so that was just an attitude on my part. But the, the issue is it was affecting my body. Yeah. He who would love life and see good days, yeah. let him refrain his tongue from all evil. Yeah. So if there is praise on your lips, how many of you complained in your day? How many of you ever found yourselves complaining about certain things in your day? Man, this drives me nuts. Man, this just drives me nuts. This is such a pain. 
If you would put praise on your lips, that's a sure replacement for any evil coming out of your lips. So the Lord, the Lord told me like this one time. For a little while I was saying, such a pain. Now, this is such a pain. I wasn't calling anybody a pain. I was just calling situations with my financial program that was freezing up on me with, you know, things I was trying to create for the church and everything was freezing, apps were freezing, and I couldn't get any work done. You know, just different things like that. Not people being a pain, just, this is such a pain. Oh, this is such a pain. You know, and then someone jump out in front of me in traffic. This is such a pain. Why, why are you even living here in New York? You know, go home. You know, just different things like that. But it's all kind of interior. I'm not shouting. It's all going through my mind. And finally, the Lord said, you ought to stop saying that. Because I started getting this pain in my back that was kind of weird, really weird, like really bad pain. He's like, you probably ought to stop saying this is a pain because it will become a pain to you. Do you want pain to enter into your body? Because your soul is full of pain right now whenever you say this is a pain. So he said, why don't you just say praise God? Every time someone comes out in front of you in traffic, every time Aplos freezes, every time Cash App freezes, every time this app freezes, say praise the Lord. You know, that's something my mother did teach me. And there was a time where my dad got tired of hearing her say, well, praise the Lord. He says, you're just, you're just throwing out words. No, my mother had a revelation. He says, you're just trying to get attention. No, I didn't agree with my dad. She had a revelation that if she would praise the Lord instead of voicing something that maybe was going through her mind, she got better results. He says, you're just trying to get attention. She said, no, I'm not. I really am saying, praise the Lord. I need to do this for myself. I'm not trying to impress anybody. She had a revelation at that time that we are to continually to give thanks. The fruit of our lips, giving praise. And the Lord said to me this way. He said, if you'll put praise in your mouth, praise in your lips, when things don't feel right, not doing right, not going right, he said that'll be a placement that there'll be no evil coming out of your lips. And now you can see Good days every day, and you can love your life. If you want to love your life, if you want to see good days every day, keep your tongue from speaking evil. I know the Bible is conditional. I know people have told you that it's not, but it is. He says, if you do this, I'll do that. If you do this, I'll do that. Well, I just can't do that. Jesus said, you can do all things to Christ who strengthens you. If you are born again, he empowers you to live this life. He said, let the redeemed of the Lord say so whom he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy. He said, I have redeemed you from all power of Satan. Colossians chapter 1. You have been delivered from the power of darkness. What does that mean, Chloe? You have been delivered. That means you've been set free. There's no chains. There's no bonds that he can do on you against your will. But he can put chains and and bind you up if you give him the right to. And it starts with your thinking and your mouth. 
starts in your head first, and then when you let it out your mouth, Satan goes, oh, playground, my turn. It's my turn now. I'm going to slap some chains on their wrists. I'm saying that the only way for you to live really victoriously is for you to praise the Lord every day. You know you can do it. This is not hard. This is one plus two is three. Well, I don't understand everything there is about faith. Do you understand that God loves you and he is able? Yes, I do. Do you understand that he saved you? Then praise him for it. Faith will arise in your heart for everything else. It's just that simple. It's that simple. Let's go to Acts 16. Acts 16, but I don't know what what verse. Verse 25 and 26. Acts 16, verse 25 and 26. Let's start there. So, we'll back up for a minute. Paul and Silas thrown into jail. I told you this the other week. It wasn't the jail like it is today where they're working out with weights and they're playing basketball in the jailhouse courtyard. This is the inner stocks, the inner depths of the prison where the rats run around. They've got their feet chained. They've got their hands chained. They've got a poop in place, peep in place. It's awful. It's nasty. We saw a dungeon in Israel that we thought, that was, that, that was bad jail going on there. It's on the edge of an ocean. I don't know whether it's real, but it, it looked like a jail cell to me. So it says, at midnight, what is your midnight hour? What's the midnight? Are you chained in shackles? You might not be physically, but you might be spiritually. You might, I mean, you might be in your soul, mentally. But at midnight, Paul and Silas took action, and they were praying and singing hymns to God. This is what Lillian Bioma was talking about. Something as simple as singing a hymn that's full of the word can heal you right as you sing. Singing hymns to God and the prisoners were listening to them. Here's the wonderful thing about that verse. When you start worshiping God and singing to God and praising the Lord, you're not only affecting yourself, you're affecting other people. When you walk into the room and say, I walk in the office, praise God. Everybody in the office goes, well, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Right? When pastor walks in and says, Praise God. Everybody's like, well, praise God. It just, that's what, it's a chain reaction. And it says the prisoners were listening. Who's listening to you? Who's listening to your mouth? Who's listening to what you're spewing out into the atmosphere? Who's listening to what you're fragrancing the atmosphere with? They're being affected by it, not just you. And the prisoners were listening to them. And don't think that if you're doing it in your little office alone, that it's not affecting anyone because someone comes into your office to have a meeting with you, they can cut that room like a knife because that's in the atmosphere. Whatever you've been doing, whatever you've been thinking, whatever you've been saying, it affects the atmosphere of your home, of where you work, where you're around, your car. People can feel it. They might not vocalize it, but they can feel like, ooh, this is not a good... It's not a good time for me to visit Pastor Lisa right now. There's something in this room. Probably because I just got done saying, this is such a pain. All right. So, so suddenly, I know you all laugh, but this is true. I really started having pains in weird parts of my body. It's like, you better shut up unless you just want to be full of pain. Because you told yourself for the last two months that this is a pain, so pain will come to your body. I know better. You know better. My dad would say this. Well, if you know, then do. He said it all the time. 
And really, that's all we need to do with the word, right? A lot of things, you've heard pastor preach a million years. Right. I know that. You don't know it until you do it. That's true. If you know, then do. You ain't doing it, so you don't know it. So pastor has to preach it one more time, okay? So suddenly, suddenly there was a great earthquake. What's going to happen at your midnight hour when you start singing praises, singing hymns to God that are full of the word? He sent his word and healed you through your own tongue he can heal you suddenly so now there's going to suddenly come into your life suddenly there was a great earthquake shaking up your situations shaking up your circumstances just like they shook up his suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison the very foundation of what he was in was shook up you want your circumstance and your situation shaken up? You better start praising God. You better start getting your praise on and singing hymns. And, and how many times in Psalm 107, he says, Oh, that men would praise me. Oh, that men would praise me. Oh, I sure do wish that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and thank him for his wonderful works to the children of men. You go read Psalm 107 and see how many times he said, I sure do wish men would praise me. I sure do men. I can't. Half the people in this congregation, or let's say a third, I can't get you to even open your mouth during worship. You just sit here like this. You stand here, arms crossed. Well, I don't sing. You need to start singing. Nobody said you had to have a singing voice. He said sing. Well, I croak. Well, then croak. Well, I don't sing at all. Well, then say the words while we're singing them. And get your eyes on Jesus. Amen. Well, I'm embarrassed because I don't want the person next to me to hear my horrible voice. Then go stand in the back. Yeah. Come stand up here. Nobody can really hear you. If you stand by the drum cage, no one's ever hearing you. Because that she's like, she or he is like beating the, the tar out of those drums. Sing up here and act like you're worshiping God. No one will ever hear your voice. The drums will drown it out. Suddenly there was a great earthquake. So that the foundations of the prison were shaken and immediately, everybody say immediately. immediately. Say God is the God of immediately. Yes. Say God is the God of suddenlies. That when I get my praise on, when I get my worship on, when I get my thankfulness on, when I continually give thanks by the fruit of my lips, there will be suddenlies and immediatelys happen for me in my life. So that the foundations of the prison were shaken and immediately all the doors, all the problems in your life, not just two doors, not just three doors, all the doors were open and everyone's chains were loosed. Not just your chains will be loose. Everyone that's around you, that's affected by you, that deals with you, you can even loose their chains by you praising the Lord, letting God loose your chains and then you'll loose the prisoners that are around you. Amen. All right, stand up on your feet. Come on, you know what I'm getting ready to do. Say praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. We praise you for your goodness. We praise you and thank you for your goodness to me. Thank you for your faithfulness to your word. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your sacrifice. Thank you for the blood that was shed for me. I am forever and eternally grateful that you reached in. 
to this earth and you did for us what we could not do for ourselves. I have a reason to praise you, to sing to you, to thank you every day of my life. And all God's people said. We hope you enjoyed this message by Word of Life Church. We just wanted to let you know there's a lot more content on our website at wolapopka.com. From our YouTube channel, to our podcast, to our SoundCloud, and many more events. We also wanted to let you know that we love giving you these messages. And it helps us too that if you would love to give to the what we're doing, it helps keep all these messages free. You can just simply go to our website and click the big Give Now button. Or you can text 407-955-5345. And remember, our pastor's vision is this. We grow Christians. So we thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.